Ain't no quote this week, it's Black History Month and we got a Beverly Jenkins book. It's your girl, Skylar Ressa, and welcome back to Stories Retold, y'all. Ah, I'm so excited. Let me come down and do a little intro. Welcome back to Stories Retold, where we retell amazing stories. It's your girl, Skylar Ressa, and I am so Super excited because we are doing a book by one of my favorite authors, if not my favorite author. Who, y'all? Who, Lord have mercy? Today's story not only requires snacks and tea, but a fan because we are doing yet another spicy romance book. Not just any spicy romance book, a Beverly Jenkins romance book, a Levesque family series book. I have been waiting for this moment since August. I waited for this moment since August of 2021. I waited so long for this moment and we're here. And we're here. And we're here. And we're here. Ah, whoo! Okay. All right. So if you don't know my history with Beverly Jenkins and her Levac family series, back in 2020, Back in 2020, I did Rebel by Beverly Jenkins and became obsessed and in love with her writing. And I found my literary husband, Captain Drake Levesque. Now, I think I've mentioned him a couple times on the podcast before, but Rebel is where I met him and I fell in love. So if you guys want to know about that book before, go listen to the podcast. Um on all streaming services on stories we told podcasts that's where that is available there was no video at that time but the audio is there it's a beautiful 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 story and still my favorite beverly jenkins book but we got another Lebec family series book so i'm excited and i think this is a perfect time to do it because it's black history month and her books not only have black romance but also have a lot of black history intertwined into the story and you learn a lot and you get to do some reason well i like to do some research and i do some research for you guys so y'all can learn some stuff but always feel free to go and research and learn more especially with a beverly jenkins book but i'm gonna shut up about this because we're gonna get into this book because i'm so excited i am too excited so grab your snacks grab your tea grab your bestie and a fan because here we go ah, i my fan in my purse but y'all can go ahead and grab some church fans for me all right okay here we go today's summary comes from beverlyjenkins.net Archer Levesque owes his life to the woman who rescued him from certain death at the height of the Civil War, a woman only known as the Butterfly. Now, in the dark waning days of Reconstruction, he needs the courageous and beautiful former spy in more ways than one. Zara Lafayette thinks her days of intrigue are far behind her until she is asked to go on one more mission. Posing as an infamous madam in New Orleans, Zara must gather information to ensure the safety of the South's freedmen. The last thing she expected was to see Archer Levesque again. He is as arrogant as he is handsome, but there is something about this dusky and debonair hotelier, hotelier. that word, mm-hmm, that sends her senses singing. Zara will need to guard her secrets, but no peril awaiting her compares with the treachery of Zara's own heart, 
For Lord help her, she burns to taste the man and to lose herself in his powerful embrace. I quit. I quit. I quit before the book even begins. I quit. Woo! Yeah. Oh. It's something, it's very much something about Beverly Jenkins romance books. I read romance books now. But nothing hits like a Beverly Jenkins. I gotta get myself together before I read this book. And I think that was really, really fast. And I don't think no one heard what I said, but. Trigger warnings, there are very, there are spicy scenes in the book. We won't go in detail with the spicy scenes here. He knows not what we do. We don't go in detail with the spicy scenes, but there are spicy scenes. Um, There is a kidnapping. Oh, and there's, there's, there's another warning, but I'll give you that warning right before we get to it. Cause I don't want to run you away right now. Cause it's very minor, but yeah. Here we go. Also, this book, we are, it's all spoilers. We're giving spoilers. So prepare yourselves accordingly. If you don't want spoilers, this is probably, come over here, like read the book and then come back over here because the book is so good. The book is so good. So our story starts in the middle of everything. It's July 4th and the Confederate army is celebrating like they've actually finna win something. And uh, we meet Zara Lafayette. She is sneaking over to a barn owned by a Confederate soldier, Brandon Crate. And she's going over there to free someone who's chained up in there. We don't know who it is yet, but we find it is Archer Levesque who has failed to steal some information from the enemy. And at first he was real disappointed and a little offended that the Underground Railroad sent a woman to help him. <laughs> but oh, <laughs> but oh, Zara saved him in a way that only a woman can. So she ended up saving his life as one does. And they rode off into like, to like this river, lake. No, it had to be a river because lakes don't and we'll rate lakes and river. Anyway, they went to a body of water, right? So they're waiting for, um, the boat to come get to come get him right and archer is cold but it's july so i don't think he's like actually cold i think it's more of and, and you're in new orleans you and i'm i'm believing they're in new orleans i believe there are there are new Orleans at this point but it's july it's july where are you with the confederates that is cold in july but i think it's more of like a trauma cold because he's been like holed up by his, in his by his arms for like two days so, okay, pretty traumatized right now. And he's really thirsty, but he his arms are not working. They're, they're not working. So Zara, like, you know, gives him some water. Because of course, the Underground Railroad is prepared with like water and blankets and food and everything they need to be successful in life because organization masters. And can we talk about how organized this Underground Railroad was, okay? Come teach us a thing or two because, oh my goodness. So Zara is pouring the water into his mouth, right? And she makes eye contact with him and like slips up a little bit and gets it on his like beard. And she's like, try to wipe it off of him and realize what she's doing. She's like, whoa, wait a minute. This dude got me a little shooketh. He got me a little flustered. <laughs> Cause he makes her uncharacteristically nervous. You know, I love my quotes. You know, I love my quotes. You know, I love my quote. She'd grown up around men of strength and purpose. A man like Levesque shouldn't have an effect on her at all, but he did. <laughs> Baby, you have no idea what you're getting into with them Levesque men, okay? Only approach when you are prepared to have your life flipped. Cause the men, they do something different. Some, it's something in the Creole. It's, 
It's something in the gumbo that just makes <laughs> makes him a little extra. The boat came and Zara helps Archer on the boat. And as the boat's pulling away, Archer realizes she's not on the boat. Yeah, she's not on the boat because her assignment is not done. She has to go back and finish everything she has to do. So Archer asks the, the, the ferryman or the boat or the, um, the captain of the boat, whoever the man was, who was that? And the man said, all I know is her name is the butterfly. And as Archer stares off into the night, he wonders if he will ever see her again. And of course he is because the book just started. It just started. Oh, and we have so far to go. Fast forward when the war is over and Zara, also known as the butterfly or as a black butterfly depending on who you ask she's ready to retire she's tired of being a spy she don't want to do this no more but the harriet tubman yes we get the queen the yes ma'am harriet tubman the harriet tubman is telling her that president grant wants her to do one last job and he only wants her because he knows that she is the baddest spy around and she comes from a generation of spies like come on legacy Black legacy? We love to see it. We love to see it. So he wants her to find out what's really going on in the South with um, the new freedmen, you know? And because he wants to see if he can take the Union soldiers out of the South without it being like mass chaos. So he's just sending her to New Orleans to find out. So I guess the beginning wasn't in New Orleans. Now, mind you, they can't just roll up and ask because, you know, people be hiding, people be shady, people out here getting lynched and dying for being freed and acting like it. So there is help that's needed. We got to find out what's really going on down here because, you know, the soldiers aren't going to see what's really going on. They'll just see the calm every day. They don't see the behind the scenes, right? Okay. That's why you need a spy, an international super spy. And yes, we will sing that song later. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. We'll get there. Zara didn't want to do it, but she kind of had to because one, the president was asking her and he said, the government, but he said if she did this, he would help her get her family land back because after the war, her family's land that they've had for generations got stolen. Now, I want to believe that the government going to do what they said they're going to do, but I still have 40 acres that are mules, so but I digress. I digress. But she has to try. You know, we got to do it for the people. We got to try, you know. Harriet suggests she goes to New Orleans, the land of sinning, and open a house of, and I quote, ill repute. It's a whorehouse. Because two things that make, that make men go witless are drinks and loose women. A perfect place for lips to fly loose with information. Makes sense. Yeah. And Zara asks, can't I go with someone a bit more reputable? Harriet's like, nope. Sorry, not the assignment. It's not the assignment. They said, all right, fine. So she said, yes, she went down there with like a trunk full of money because Harriet's like, you need all the things. So go get all the things. Here's the money, make it happen. So here we go to an all expenses paid trip to New Orleans to go run a whorehouse. This should be fun. <laughs> While Zara prepares to come to New Orleans, we find Archer wrapped in the arms of his mistress, Lynette Dubois. <sighs> I've said this with Rebel and I'm gonna say it again. What is up with the mistresses? What is up with the mistresses? Like everybody got one like a keychain. I'm confused. I'm confused. Okay, all right. 
Okay. But Archer says he's happy with his mistress because he's never, because she's never pestered him into marriage. Um, and at one point, it is mentioned that he had three mistresses at one point, but he did not have the financial means nor the stamina to keep up with all them women. Plus, they be like catfighting in the street sometimes and we don't do the drama. We don't do the drama. So, you know, just one is fine. <sighs> whatever, 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 Archer, whatever. You and your brother, whatever. I still love him, but he didn't have to have that chapter of his life. He could just wait patiently for me. I was coming. <laughs> anyway, for a minute, I forget that this is the same world as Rebel. Uh, so when I was reading the book and I saw Archer talking to someone named Juliana Levesque Vincent, I said, that's my mother-in-law. Oh my gosh. Like all the brothers are in the book. It's, it's beautiful. So this, so Winds of the Storm. Did I say the name of this book earlier? Or did I just dive right into it because I was so excited? I'm so sorry. I don't think I said the name of the book. This is Winds of the Storm. <laughs> by Beverly Jenkins. I'm so sorry. I was so excited. So we have all the brothers, including Drake, my husband, my husband, my husband. For context purposes, the second book out of four and the fourth one is Rebel. So two we still haven't talked about yet. And those two I haven't read yet, but I'm getting there. I can't have all the Levesque at once. I'm going to overload. Okay. So I got to take my time. Back to Archer's story. Archer's political mentor and friend, Oscar Dunn, died suddenly. So, so suddenly that everybody thinks that he was poisoned. And honestly, I'm kind of on that train. So while that's happening, there's a house that got burned down that Archer and Drake are going to go investigate and find out what happened, try to see if they can see any evidence. But there is no evidence, but it does look like that everybody got away. So that's a good thing. And they are assuming at this point it is the the Ku Klux Klan or the Kluxers as they were called at this time. But there's no evidence on that right now. Zara makes her way to New Orleans with her flashy women in their big candy apple red carriage. What a sight. What a sight. So no one knows the true plans of why they're in New Orleans except for Zara and they're going to keep it that way. So Zara decides she's going to wear a mask at all times, but they called masks dominoes. I don't know why they call them dominoes. Maybe that's I, something I have to research. I don't know why they call them dominoes, but they call them dominoes. She wore it because she didn't want anyone to recognize her as the black butterfly. Because, you know, she, she was famous. She went around and did stuff. We don't need people recognizing faces. All right, so it begins at the house and it's under, it's under construction, but it is... It under, the house understands the assignment. Go read the book because I'm not going to get into that. But the house itself understands the assignment. Go read the book. Zara meets Sophie, which is the competition house mother of the other house of ill repute. But she actually is a friend of Harriet's and she's a friend of the cause and she's going to help her get everything together. So she's getting everything together. And Sophie helps Zara, who goes by Madame Domino. She has like, like she puts up this like this sultryish voice, like Madame Domino. I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I read this one. I didn't listen to this one. I don't know how she sounded, but they said she had like a sultry like voice. I can't really do it, but you know the sounds. So Sophie helped Madame Domino and gave her tips on how to be a madam and make these men act like lap dogs. You might hear me going back and forth between 
Zara and Domino, but same person. So that's the archer who's minding his business, literally his hotel business because he runs a hotel. When his brother Felipe comes in and asks if he's going to the opening of Madame Domino's new gentleman's club. And he's like, what are you talking about? Felipe gives him the tea. Archer's like, nah, I'm good on that. I don't need to do all that. And Felipe leaves, whatever. Drake comes, they have a conversation. Just There's no importance in that, but just to say that Drake gives me more and more reasons to make me proud I'm his wife. I just want to say that. I love that man. Woo! So they have to go and investigate another house that has been burned down. And this time, unfortunately, people did not make it out alive. Um, this scene reminds me of Strange Fruit by Mia Simone. And I remember a while back, like this song was trending on TikTok. And this is why everybody was mad. This is this is why we don't play when it comes to songs like Strange Fruit. If you don't know the the context behind Strange Fruit, I'm giving you a homework assignment. Go look that up. As Zara's getting her house together, she's hiring all the necessary people, including a dressmaker. So she runs into one of her old friends, Wilma. Wilma used to be, you know, back in the day, they used to do they spy thing together, right? They used to be doing the thing. And Wilma is posing as a dressmaker sent by Harriet. She's the one that's gonna be delivering messages um, to Harriet for her. Wilma's also a white woman. I feel that's necessary for later on. So we love it, we love her. Wilma, that's our homegirl. But, 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 when the cook arrives, the cook is livid. The cook has no, no idea what's going on in this house. The cook comes and sees this house like, this is a whorehouse. I'm out, bye, I don't want this, I can't do this, and leaves. And I think there's like a couple of days before their opening party, and they ain't got no food. You know you can't have no food for a party, especially in New Orleans. Can't do that, can't do that. Zara asked Sophie, her like competition house mom, yo, where can I go get some food? Who can cater this until I can find another cook? She said, go to Hostel Christophe, ask for Archer Levesque. This is where it goes downhill, ladies and gentlemen. This is where it, this is where it goes. This is where it goes. I act like this all the time, but y'all know I'm rooting for this. Anyway, so when, so when Zara gets the name Archer Levesque, she remembers him as the man she saved back in 63. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is the man that had her flustered and she was like, this man had me off my game. Wait, him? I got to go talk to him in disguise? Oh my God. So many questions. Like, is he still working as an agent? Would he recognize her as the black butterfly? Cause you know, like they had the little eye contact water moment thingy, you know? And she kind of saved him, yeah. Um, what if he discovers a real reason for her being in New Orleans? Is he gonna ride her out? Um, does he still make her flustered? Like all these questions and more on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. I am very much kidding. I can't even lie, right? I can't lie, I can't lie. I guess why I'm not a spy. Anyway, so the next morning, Domino goes out to Hotel Christophe to go see Mr. Archer Levesque, right? Okay, the staff is shocked. They're like, oh my gosh, that's her. 
Cause you know, she looks the part. Like her boobs are all out. She got the low cut. I wanna see the outfit because I feel like it's giving. I feel like it's giving life. Okay? It's getting my damn, okay? But I wanna see it. I gotta I wanna see it. But I can't see it because it's not a picture book, unfortunately. So when he saw her, it was it was a moment. They had moments through their conversation, okay? It was beautiful. She was stunning and he was stunned, okay? Have their encounter, he's in awe and she's like a bit worried because she was like, I don't know if this is a good idea because he makes me kind of tingly inside, you know? Mm. So she did confirm that is the man I saved all those years ago and that man still has me in my feels. So what are we gonna do? Continue with the charade. We have an assignment, stick to the assignment. So Archer comes to her place, her house of ill repute and they're selling up the contract to um, because she's renting out his staff and the kitchen and everything, right? She gave him a tour of the house and he is so persistent with how much he wants her. She's like, sir, calm down, relax. But she's not doing a great job because she's feeling him too. <laughs> Their conversation wasn't bad. But um, so as Archer is leaving, Alfred, who was also sent by Harriet and is acting as Domino's bodyguard, he sees Archer and he's not a fan. He does not like him. They have this stare down. Archer's like, he's too pretty, too Creole. Archer's like, that man look like Goliath and I am scared. <laughs> Alfred is the big brother we all deserve. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Alfred is the big brother we deserve. Get you to Alfred. I trust Alfred with my life, okay? So, Zara is just getting flustered and flustered by Archer because he's just trying. He's all slick and smooth and stuff. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous. A slick and smooth man is dangerous. And um, she's talking about she's never known passion before, but this man is making her feel all the things. So now I have a question. Um, hi, Miss Beverly. How you doing? Um, how come all these women have never known passion before? This isn't the first time I've heard this statement. I just want to know. I, was it was it a thing of the times? I, was it maybe a thing of the times? We're in a very sexualized culture right now. Maybe it's thing of the times, but they just all act brand new. Like he kissed my hand. I had a fit. I'm confused. I'm confused. But maybe it's a thing of the times. Maybe it's a thing of the times. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm always here for it. I'm always here for it. You can say it in every single book. I'm still gonna read the book because your books are amazing. Zara is smart. Zara knows I cannot get tied up with this man. Dangerous, dangerous. Red flags, red flags, red flags. Mm -mm. She knows he will use her and lose her. And she knows this man is treating me like a whore because he thinks I'm a whore. And I am on assignment. I ain't got time to get distracted by no man, okay? We cannot forget the prize, people. We have goals to reach. But this man had the audacity to come around her with spicy cologne on. Spicy cologne, that's what they called it, spicy cologne. That's not good. That does not make for a safe situation. Girl, run, run. I feel so bad because men know when they be putting on that spicy cologne. Ooh, they know to be dangerous, back up. Disappear, abracadabra, okay? Mm, he got too close. He got too close to her and she lost it. They kissed, 
She lost it. She lost control. You know what? I give her a pass for this one. I know she's on assignment, but I give her a pass because he had on, he had on spicy cologne. What was she going to do? And a woman can only do so much, you know? Only so much we can take. But you put on the spicy, the spicy cologne? She gets them. I'm not mad at the girl. And he's fine, too. I'm not mad at the girl. Um, But Archie got in one more kiss before he left. And, oh, Lord. I was pissed. I was pissed. Because he is too smooth. And Zara knows that she is in trouble. The line has been crossed. The seal has been broken. Oh, my gosh. It's pfft, downhill from here. It's downhill from here. Period. Period. So, it's almost Christmas. And Lynette, the mistress, wants a new dress. So they head over to Wilma's, right? So, you know, as they're shopping, in walks Domino with big brother Alfred. And Domino's presence just takes over the shop, right? So she's walking towards Archer. Because as any Southern woman knows, you have to speak when you're in a room. And Lynette's not here for it. She's like, you know, you better not say nothing to her. You you better keep your mouth shut. She don't not shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Domino said, good afternoon, Mr. Levesque. Archie said, Madam Domino. Lynette, fire, red, irritated. I'm dying. I love it. I just love it. And, and, Lynette tries to get sassy at the mouth with Domino. Domino beautifully puts her in her place and leaves, okay? Lynette's pride is so hurt that she leaves the shop in a tizzy. So when Archer went to go see Lynette later, she told him to end the contract with Domino because she wants him to have nothing to do with her. He said, no, no. That's my money. We're not gonna play with money. We're not gonna play with the money. We don't play with the money. What are you doing? But the relationship's getting a little rocky. Now, it's Madame Domino's opening night and the walls are packed, okay? They are putting on a show, darling. And Archer Levesque, who was not going to be in attendance a few days ago, is there on opening night, but he does not care about the dance of the Seven Veils, okay? He is looking for the one, the only, Madame Domino, and apparently so is everybody else, okay? She's a hot commodity, a hot commodity. Especially this man, um, Edentine Barber. Nobody really likes him, he's like a weirdo. No one likes him. And not a good kind of weirdo either, the bad kind of weirdo. Perfect way to describe him, he's a nice guy. He was one of, he was with one of um, Domino's girls. And he was asking all these questions about Domino. And she told him, you didn't pay me to be a biographer. Yes, ma'am. That's what, if anybody, if anybody asks you too many questions about your homegirl, um, sir, I'm not a biographer. Unless you are a biographer, then this not, is not going to work for you. Sorry. To escape Barbara's attention when he finally went looking for Domino, Domino had to make a quick escape. So what do you do? What do you do you gotta leave quickly? Take a man to your room. Come on, Archer. Ha! Ah! So they made to her room. Let's go. And they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. I promise they didn't do anything, like at all. They were good. She went up there with a proposition for him. What is up with these women and these propositions? Because Rebel did the same stuff. Oh my gosh. So Domino asked Archer to teach her the who's who 
and everything about New Orleans. And this will help her get all the information she needs to complete her assignment. She didn't tell him all that, but you know, as the lady new to the town, I have to know what's going on. So teach me, give me up on the gossip, you know? He agrees in exchange for her. She's like, nah, not on the deal. I can pay you. And he's like, no, I don't want your money. She's she like, so how are we gonna, we've come to an impasse, how are we gonna do this? He settles for her time, not like sexually, not like in the ways of the trade, I'll say, not in the ways of the trade, but in like dates. Let me take you out. She said, all right, whatever. Duh. After the man put on the spicy cologne, you should have known better, but you know. Um, but she weak, she weak for him, I'm so sorry, she weak. And one thing I just wanna say, I just wanna say this. After reading Rebel, I know these Levesque men love to teach. So Archer was good, he did his part, he showed her around the city, and she asked him about the death of Arthur Dunn, you know, the guy who died like real mysteriously. He told her everything that she knew. So after that was done, deal was deal, he gets to take her out for dinner. So he did, he took her out to dinner um, at the fanciest place to eat in the city. Hotel Christophe. Yeah, she, he took her back to his place. Wow, what's gonna happen? It was a candlelight dinner, so I don't think this was very platonic, just in my opinion, but you know, who am I? Um, but I was right, because Arthur definitely made a move. He made a move, and um, he was very descriptive. Archer is really insistent, which, okay. All right, sis, if you like it, I love it. I'm not gonna yuck your yum, but my man, you tell him no, he's like, all right, I'll let you, you tell me when you ready. That's my man, but this ain't my man, so I will, I will continue. But but he does say, just, just for purposes, I have to say the quote, he says, now is the time to say no, if you don't wish for me to continue, I've never forced a woman. Okay, that's fair. But she ain't say no. She's letting herself fully enjoy the moment. Her mind's off, Her, she's not thinking no more. But Archer, he's thinking hard, he's like, this woman has been with hundreds of men because she's a whore. He said in very Levesque fashion, I gotta be the best. So he put it on her good, okay? And she, she is like playing coy, but not really because she's actually like, I've never done this before. Well, not this, but I don't know. Was she ever, I don't think, no, no, no. I don't think she was a virgin. She was not as experienced as he thought she was. There it is. He's not then and and it. He thinks she's putting up a good front. She's like, this man's gonna kill me. Read the book for more details, because y'all know I don't get into details. I don't get into many of the details on here, okay? Except for this very, very important one. This one has to be said. She kept her mask on. Good job. We're still on assignment. Good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cause I would have hated to have to read that. Okay. So after her mind was cleared, she realized what a terrible mistake she just made. She completely lost herself. She turned her brain off. What would have happened if her mask had come off and he had recognized her identity? The whole mission could have been in jeopardy. And she's like, nope, this can never happen again. We're done, we're through, we're done, take me home. He's like, oh, this is gonna never happen again. I can't like get caught up with this woman because I'm really feeling her. Like this can't happen no more. We're done, we're done. But they're both whipped. Meanwhile, Zara is finding out the true state of the people um, in the South. And 
she finds that the Kluxers and the White League, which is another white supremacist group at the time, have these death books, which are the names of all the people, all the black people, and I think some white people too, all the people who are against them and they're planning on killing them. They, their names and addresses are in these death books. And they're thinking, this is so bad, black people are gonna have to flee the South. That's how bad they thought this was gonna get, okay? Zara knows if this book exists in New Orleans, she has to get it. She has to get this book so she can show it to the president. Her mission can be complete and she can go get all the things that he promised her. Zara needs help. So she asks her girl, like, hey, I need information. If y'all hear anything about your people saying anything I need to know about, let me know. Because pillow talk is dangerous. You can find out everything. Mm -hmm. So remember the the nice guy, um, Eden Bait Barber Barber. I can't pronounce the man for his name. The creepy dude nobody likes. The weirdo, right? Okay, so he got so he got a little too frisky with Zara one of these nights and was saved by Archer and ended up having a um, conversation with Big Brother Alfred, right? And we thought he learned his lesson because for the next couple of days he was seeing her flowers and stuff, y'all. One night, this man busts into her office, trying to get up on top of her. And Big Sis said, pow, in the shoulder, okay? Because of course she's a spy. She has a gun. We don't rely on a man to take care of us. What? What? No, so she shot him in the shoulder, but she shot him. Good job. So Alfred threw Barbara out and Archer was there always, always lurking around somewhere and he began to comfort her because you know she had to shoot somebody it's kind of traumatic so trauma mixed with a fine man and spicy cologne danger zone danger zone so zardin listen to me though because i've been telling her it's dangerous over here she's like eh do you see him i do okay but she kept her mask on again she kept her mask on but she started to get loose with the lips and started speaking in gullah okay for those who don't know, Gullah is a language spoken by the Gullah or the Gullah Geechee people. They are mainly found um, in the coastal areas between North Carolina and Northeastern Florida. If you want to learn more about their language, you can go look them up. You can look up the people. You can look up the language. It is there. I personally want to learn this language. I'm gonna get there one day. I was trying to get Spanish, couldn't even get that down. So let's see if I can do better with Gullah. One day, one day at a time. But, but because she is speaking Gullah, Archer's like, this is no ordinary madam. Maybe she's not even a madam at all. And she's, she's just slipping. Ma'am, pick up your domino. Put your mask on. You're slipping up. But Archer remembers the words he said that the words that she said, and he goes to ask, like, what is what does this mean? What is this? What is this? So unfortunately, his brother is so smart and he knows what she said, read the book, and he knows that it's gonna. So he's trying to pick up clues about who she is, where she's from, all this stuff, because she's not telling nothing. He's like, What's your real name? I'm not telling you. Where are you from? I'm not telling you nothing he knows nothing about this woman and he's just like falling head over heels but she's like him nothing but then he just found out she's gullah 
I want to make this extremely, extremely clear. If I have not made this clear before, I want to make it clear now. I do not like Lynette. I do not like Lynette. Now, this is a warning I mentioned to you earlier. Um, give me a full minute because this is going to get a um, sketch. If you don't like blood, go ahead and skip one full minute, okay? And go. All right. Everybody else. So Archer went over to Lynette's and Lynette, because Lynette, Lynette said, I want to see you. I want to see you. And she told him she's going to Haiti for a while on his dime. And while she's gone, he can sow his wild oats in peace. And when she gets back, she plans for him to be fully over this domino woman. He said, you know what? How about I don't pay for your trip and I pay for the apartment for you stay in for about three more months. And then you can go because I'm done with you. And she's like, no, 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 you, you can't leave me. You actually can't leave me. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's putting her woman's blood in his food. So he can't leave. It's a who practice to keep your man interested. I have heard this before. It's why I always have been told, don't cook nobody's spaghetti. Don't eat nobody's spaghetti. Hi, welcome back. It's a safe space now. It's safe here. It's safe. Um, just catching you up on all the things that you don't, not the unnecessary things you'll need to know about. Just know Archer and Lynette are done. They are done. We shall continue. We get more interactions with Zara and the Levesque family. And she meets Sable, which is Raymond's wife. And he's like, I don't want to be seen eating with a whore. And Sable was like... I don't care what no one thinks of me and my best friend was a whore and you didn't mind when she taught me. Where's your words? Where's your words? Bring them out. Where's your words? Stop! Ah, stop! So I love Sable. Sable's sister-in-law we pray for. We love Sable. But Sable, Sable is planning for Zara to be her new sister-in-law because she knows what's up. She's like, there's no way this is a whore. There's no way. My best friend was a whore. You're not one. Zara, your mask is slipping. Pick up your mask, pick up your domino. You are failing us in the mission. She's doing a great job, but still, girl, come on. Everybody can tell you not. So Lynette tried to do some more voodoo, hoodoo with her aunt on Domino's Club. But it's Zara. She's not gonna let that happen. She pulls out her pearl-handed razor and up to Lynette's throat, like, you finna get this if you don't get off. Get off my property. Get off my land, you know? So she's gone. Lynette's gone. We think everything's okay, right? Wrong. 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 Because the pearl-handled razor, that's the same razor that Zara used to free Archer all those years ago. He knows. He knows exactly who she is. Exactly who she is. We're done. We're done. And he told her. He told her, like, I know who you are. And she was pissed. She's mad. Because she's never had a disguise breach before. And then Archer reached for her mask. And he, she let him take it off her. And then he whispered, thank you for saving my life. And Beverly Jenkins gives us another, yet another beautiful romantic moment. Beautiful. So after that, she told him everything because you know who I am now. You know, I trust you. And he told her all the times that she failed 
keeping her facade. So after all this, she she says like, you know, we had fun and everything, but I'm not staying after my mission is complete. I'm finishing my mission and I'm gonna go. And he's like, okay. His male pride is hurt, but you know, he gets it, you know? You can't stay. All right, cool. And then she told him her real name is Zara. They're reaching this real level of trust and I really hope it doesn't break, you know, because I'm really upset. And she, she now thinks she's in love. Oh my God, she thinks she's in love. And her head is like, you're not in love. Your heart is like, you're in love. My mouth is like, you have an assignment. I understand, I understand, I understand. It's, I know what it's like to fall for a Levesque man unexpectedly, I get it. I was looking to read a book and I have a whole husband now, like I get it. But we have an assignment to do, we gotta finish the mission, you know? So she gets it, she gets it, she hears me, she hears me. And she schedules a meeting with all the Levesque men to talk about strategies and how we can move forward and how we can do all the things because they gotta find this book if it's in New Orleans, right? Back at the house of ill repute, a fire breaks out at that house. Remember, there are all these fires breaking out. Now a fire breaks out at their house and the house burns to the ground. Thankfully, everyone gets out okay. All the women go to Sophie's house to, you know, for shelter, to stay over there. Except for, for Zara, because she goes to the hotel. Because she got it like that. Get you a sugar daddy. You don't gotta go to the house, you go to the hotel. So Mama Juliana comes to visit her, you know, talk to her about everything. And we find out she, Mama got secrets of her own. Read the book. Read the book, find out what Mama been cooking. Okay, ooh. I'm so proud of my mother-in-law. I love my in-laws so much. This is really weird, but bear with me. Remember when Archer was looking into Oscar Dunn's death? Well, Oscar's wife told him to stop. And that's kind of the end we hear about that story. That's the end. Because that, that's weird to me because I thought my, hus my husband was poisoned. I want to find out the truth, what happened, but I guess she didn't. All right. Okay. So sadly, Madame Domino's Gentlemen's Club will not be reopening. We say goodbye to the girls. I hate to see them go because they are really awesome women. And I'm really excited to see what goes on with the twins. I know I didn't talk much about the girls. But that's because I have to give you, I have to make you go read this book somehow. I can't tell you everything, but go read this book. Go find out about these women and go find out what's, what the twins are going to go do. Because, okay, that's interesting. I think it's something only twins could do. So unfortunately, we also have to say goodbye to Madame Domino because she can't keep that disguise um, because there's no house anymore, you know? So... She goes and they have a plan. She's gonna come back to New Orleans in a second. Just hang on for a sec. So she goes to the train. They all say goodbye to Madame Domino. Oh. And she runs into like Barber and she like punches him in the balls because he deserves. And then she comes back on the train the next day as Zara Crane, who is the daughter of a friend of Juliana's. But I do want to take a moment to say goodbye to Madame Domino because what a queen. These outfits this air about her, the allure. We will miss it, moment of silence. Thank you. She was a real one, she was a real one. She was real fake though, cause everybody saw through her, but you know, we still love her. So as they're heading back to uh, the hotel, Zara as her new country girl um, facade, she runs into Brandon Crate. 
y'all remember him he was the guy that she stole from in the beginning of the book the man is in new orleans how did you get here nobody's supposed to be here now everybody she tells everybody this they're like well what's the problem because archer didn't get the stuff that he was supposed to steal from him yeah no archer didn't do it but zara did because she's a real one she stole the stuff that you know helped them win the war and everything but she stole the stuff the man's probably pissed so everyone's keeping an eye out for this branding guy because uh this is bad news he recognized her we know he we saw it in the eyes he recognized her the second he saw her but you know can't confirm that yet so everyone's still looking for these death books and they found them in michael's house now michael he used to go to madame domino's club he got kicked out because he was being all reckless and rowdy and stuff and we don't have that so we found brandon crate hanging out with michael now so now Zara has to get a new disguise, an old lady called Minnie Turnpin. And her and Sable go with flyers uh, with Brandon's face on it because they got to ask everybody, you know, who, like, what do y'all know about this guy? You know, they ask all like the help, all, all the black people. You ask all the black people because the black people who work in all the places, they got the real tea because they, they know everything. They be everywhere. So they're out and about. And Zara goes to see her good girl, Wilma. She got to tell Wilma the tea, everything's going on, because a lot has happened, you know? So she takes Zara to the back and gets her some tea, like, calm down, everything. Well, I'm going to go, you know, we're going to explain everything. Let me close up and everything. But something's off. The tea tastes funny. It's drugged. Zara is down for the count. Knocked out. Oh, my God. By the home girl. They've been cool for a long time. You got drugged by your home girl. What? What? Oh Lord, girl. When I tell you I threw this book, what's up? Pow, cool, baby. She wakes up and who does she see? Wilma, the traitor. Michael, the guy with the with the death books. And um, Crate and Brandon Crate. Mm-hmm, all three of them looking at her. This is not good. This is this is not good at all. Okay. And now the home team all freaking out. What? Where? Where's my girl? Where's my girl? Where's my girl? What's going on? What's going on? So Brandon tells Zara they've been hunting her for a long time. There's a real big bounty on her head, and they are gonna go plan her execution. They are finna kill my girl. This is not a drill. They are finna kill my girl in the boonies. In the boonies. So back in New Orleans, everybody else freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, where's Zara? Where's Zara? Where's Zara? Nobody knows, okay? So Archer is freaking out, but all the other Levesque's, they understand the assignment. They know how to go talk to people and figure things out, right? So the Levesque's being the Levesque's, they find out what happened and they're on to the mission. They're finna go get, they're finna go get our girl, all right? They got there just in time. They rode them horses just fast enough because they had to go all the way to Baton Rouge and go get her because they took her to Baton Rouge to go kill her, right? Okay, so they get to Baton Rouge and they save her. They snatch her. They're riding away and guess who's doing shooting? Wilma. But Wilma is shooting at Brandon Creek, the guy she rode up there with. She's a triple agent, apparently. She's a triple agent, okay? But Wilma wrote a letter 
Cesara explaining everything. She explained that the president wanted Crate eliminated and changed up Wilma's mission mid-mission. And as a spy and a true, you know, employee, you do what your boss tell you to do, okay? She understood the assignment, okay? And she wrote her goodbyes and she's on to her next mission. Now the mission is complete, Zara has a decision to make. Does she stay in New Orleans with Archer or does she go back with her family in South Carolina? That's not even the end. That's what's so beautiful. It's not even the end. So according to Zara, she has to go back because one, she has to go find her parents. She has no idea what happened after the war. All she knew is that she came back home and like their land was taken over by somebody else. So she gotta go figure out what happened. Two, she can't stay in no prissy New Orleans where they wear shoes. She's a country girl. She don't do all that. She don't do that. We don't do that over here. And three, she thinks Archer doesn't love her. She doesn't want to be a mistress like Lynette because who wants to be a raggedy mistress like Lynette? Not saying mistresses themselves are raggedy, but Lynette is a raggedy mistress because ew. And she doesn't want to watch him fall in love with somebody else, which I completely understand. That's so hard. So she's like, I gotta go. I can't stay here and do this with you. Because if you don't love me, I'm not gonna stay here and just get my heart broke. But what she doesn't know is that Archer loves her. He loves her! He doesn't say it yet. So they decide to have one more night together and while he's asleep, she leaves. She, we watch her make the decision not to touch him in his sleep and just float away like the butterfly that she is. But what she doesn't know is that Archer loves her. She doesn't know that Archer loves her, but Archer don't know what to do with this information because he knows she wants to go. And he doesn't want to say anything and make her stay if she doesn't want to stay, you know? So back, back when Zara was, was kidnapped and no one knew where she was, Archer was talking to Raymond, the wise brother, right? And um, while he's talking with him, he realizes that he's in love with Zara. I'm gonna be reading quotes, so here we go. Archer said, what do I do now? Find her and tell her how you feel. She's planning on leaving when this is over. Then find her and don't tell her, but at least admit it to yourself. When did you become so wise? The moment I knew I couldn't live without her. Her being Sable, his wife. Ah! Hey God, it's me again. <laughs> okay, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. So as Zara is leaving, thinking that Archer is asleep, Archer gets up and goes to the window because he has to have one last look at the woman he loves, right? Right. And she feels him looking at her, turns in the window, they share one last moment, and then she leaves. Dead serious, she's gone. She's no longer in New Orleans, she goes, to handle her business. Now, I have read my fair share of Beverly Jenkins' book. This was my seventh when I read it. What do you mean she's gone? That's not how the book is supposed to go. But at this point, my blood is boiling and I have no idea what's going on. So Zara's gone and Archer is a hot, stinky mess. And I mean that very, very literally. Like he stopped showering. He's not eating. He is just depressed. He is depressed. Okay, Juliana is worried and as any mother would, she sends over the cavalry, his brothers, cause that's what brothers do. They pull you out of a bunk. And after Archer gets the steam off, they throw him in an ice cold bath. Ugh, ooh, baby, 
can't think of it. Oh my gosh, I'd scream and cry. So after the reality check he gets from his brother, he, he packs his bag and he goes to South Carolina. He got to go find his girl. So he is trekking through the mud and the thick of it and the bush. He's actually really lost. He And he loses things along the way. Uh, he lost his watch. He's falling down a lot. He's getting eaten up by mosquitoes and not just any kind of mosquitoes. These are, these are swamp mosquitoes. Swamp mosquitoes. These are a different breed of mosquitoes, okay? Like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. You don't want these bites, okay? So he's walking and Archer falls into a trap set by the locals. And he's hanging upside down. We find him just like in the beginning of the book, hanging, unable to help himself, helpless. And a man walks out and he's like, what are you doing here? And Archer's like, I'm looking for Zara. Man says, why? Archer says, because I love her and, I hope, and I'm hoping she loves me. Zara come out behind the bush or the rock or whatever. She's just stunned because she was hunting with her dad, the man that Archer was talking to. And she is just all swooning like, you love me? You really love me? Oh my gosh. And he's like, Zara. If you don't cut me down, I'm gonna make you wear corsets and shoes every day for the rest of our married life. I mean, God, just, okay, all right, okay. Of course she cut him down. Of course she agreed to marry him and they are living happily ever after in New Orleans. Now, I know you're probably asking the same thing I'm asking. What's going on with the mission? What happened with the mission? You had an assignment, sis. That's also taken care of. After she left New Orleans, she did her mission. She went to Washington. Well, Washington DC anyway. She went over there and she was ready to give the book to the president, but he was in Boston. And they were like, oh, you can leave the book with us. I don't trust it. She didn't either. Good job. She went and found Harriet, gave the book to Harriet and was like, here you go. My mission's done. I'm gonna go find my parents cause that's what I'm here for. And that's how we got to where we are. And that's the end of our story. The why I recommend this book. Y'all know I love everything Beverly Jenkins. Everything the woman touches, I love it. I absolutely adore it. She beautifully marries romance and history into beautiful black historical romance books that gives us these excerpts of history inside a beautiful, beautiful story with a little bit of spice. Like it's, what's not to love in this book? And what better time to read this beautiful black love, black history, novel, book, romantic work of literature than in Black History Month. What better time? I mean, you can do it all year round, but you know, we take extra care of Black History Month, okay? My favorite part, and I promise we would do this, so here we go. She's an international super spy. Super spy, super spy. Zara is my favorite. Obviously, Zara is my favorite, and all of her characters. I love a, I love a costume. I love a new persona. It's the actress in me, and the one day hope to be cosplayer in me. I just love it. I just love it all. What else? Also, I love a romance book. You know, like we learned with Rebel, it's not the ending because we know what the ending's gonna be. We know they're gonna get together, but it's just the journey. Because who would have thought she actually left New Orleans and he let her leave? Who would have thunk? Definitely not me. My least favorite part. Um, you remember in the story we thought about Oscar Dunn, how like he died mysteriously. His wife was like, let it go. And he, Archer was like, okay, I guess so. That actually happened. 
Oscar Dunn was a real person who actually died of mysterious causes and no one knows what happened. That makes me upset. I don't like unsolved mysteries and that's one of them. Also, the fact that they did not say that Zara's family got the land back leads me to believe they didn't get it back because they were in the swamp and I believe it was farming land they had and you don't farm in the swamp. Can't trust the government, which makes me very upset and sad and irritated, but not, it's not unexpected. That's my least favorite part. But that's a lot to do with like, the real world more than like the world of the book. So as far as the book, there is no least favorite part. This is Beverly Jenkins. There is no least favorite part. Now, the moral of the story, and yes, there are a few. If you love someone, tell them, I'm not great at this, but you be better than me, okay? Beware of men that smell good. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Run. Run! You can't run. They already got you in their clutches. Keep your mask on. Keep it on. And keep it on. Still in a pandemic, people. Last but not least, leave the acting to the actors, okay? We know what we're doing. <laughs> and that is the end of oh, yet another beautiful, beautiful book. Thank you so much for joining me, everybody. I hope you had as much fun as I did because I had a blast. Also, last week, we did not do a traditional episode. Manor gave us our story. Go over to um, either our Instagram or Facebook to check it out at Stories Retold Podcast on either one of the services. If you ever don't see an episode from us, please go check our social medias. Um, sometimes life be life in and we just don't have the energy to do it. And we're trying to find new ways of still producing content for you guys because we keep want, we want to keep informing you about new and amazing stories that are out there. So yeah, thank you. Um, thank y'all so much for sticking by us and, uh, we love y'all and we appreciate you guys so much. Until we meet again on your own story, read to expand your mind and I will see you next time. Bye!